The Audible is presented by Verizon. The network more people rely on gives you more, like NFL tickets and experiences from Verizon Up. All right, Audible back on the air. Kimbo nice. Camber, John Kinjami, you know, we've been through the combine, been through all that. Everyone's, everyone saw the players that they liked and who you want to draft and, and all that. And so you're kind of formulating all that, getting ready for the draft, which may or may not be, you know, April 23rd to the 25th in Vegas. Or it may be maybe somewhere, somewhere else. else. We may be doing it in a, in a lab. We may wear, <laughs> maybe we're in lab coats that's right. to do the uh, do the draft this year. But uh, but that's what's scheduled. Next thing is coming up, John. And it's funny because you know for a while here after the Super Bowl, you kind of you know you're kind of biding time, biding time, and then all of a sudden you it's know, on you. Over the last week or so, you had the combine, yeah. and you go, oh, now you start looking at these. Oh, I like that guy. That guy. That guy's moving up. That guy's moving down. This and that. And then all of a sudden, you look at this week coming up on Monday. Monday begins the annual free agent lottery, right? right. I mean, you got, I believe it's two days, Monday, Tuesday, right? That they've got the chance they, where they can start talking. It's, it's the no, no it's, fly zone. It's the no tamper, tamper day. You know, it's, yeah, it's, you know I know. You, you can't talk, but you can talk a little you bit. You can talk, but you just can't, you can't sign, sign anything. Right. We can come to an agreement because you always wonder that, you know, it. it when 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 free agent begins at whether it's two p.m. or four p.m., let's say it's four p.m. by four o three, there's been five signings, oh, no. right? We'll do ten interviews <laughs> from four o one to four o eight. Exactly, you know? and it's fun. It's a fun time of year because all the guys that are you're speculating, especially this year, because the big yeah. names. You got Tom Brady. Yeah. You had Drew Brees. That you know, for a while well, there well, was going to go somewhere never, else. Never before have there been. This many quarterbacks that are out there available. Teddy Bridgewater. In, in free, There's yeah. a ton of guys. They get Taysom Hill from yeah. in, in, in New Orleans. Even not a starter, but I mean, but you got a, a you know Ryan Tannehill. Right. I mean, you you look around there. There's a lot of and there's a lot of guys. There's a lot of quarterbacks out there that could change teams. The, the face of the teams change. that they're that they may be going to. Changing teams and the chess pieces move with one move of Tom Brady. Yeah. Say he goes to the to the Raiders. Yeah. You know, now you've got a guy that's been established there yeah. going to be moving on somewhere else. But that backup, uh, it's rumored to be Marcus Mariota, right. who was a backup in Tennessee, yeah. Yeah. which means, you know, Tannehill might get that long-term yeah, but, but deal what in happened, Tennessee. But what happens if Tennessee's got a little eyeball on, on Tom and Brady he goes for that two way. years? And, well, we can't – look, we can't we – can't, we can't, you know, we, we can afford Tom, but we can't afford you. You're going right. to have to go – so so there, you're right. The dominoes, the dominoes begin with with Tom Brady. Now I'm not sure that, you know that that Tom that that, you know that's the first key. But someone's going to tip the first the first domino when it comes to quarterbacks going in, and one leads to another. In other words, Tom Brady signs with with uh, with Tennessee, and all of a sudden, like you said, there there goes Tannehill to some. Maybe Tannehill goes to the Raiders, and Carr goes. So it's 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 going to be interesting to see what that quarterback merry go round turns out no. or, or musical chairs when yes. you, when the music stops where, where everybody where everybody's sitting at in the you league. know what's going to happen bo don't you you know tom, I think tom brady's, brady's going back go, you think he's going to new I, england I, I do but but the scenario the the the, 
nightmare scenario for the Miami Dolphins. It could be a blessing. Who knows? Hey, as he goes to the Jets, this no, would be the nightmare He goes scenario. wherever he goes. Say he goes to Tennessee. Right. Somehow Ryan Tannehill goes to New England. R- R- yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, there you go. And then all of a sudden it's, it's <laughs> Belichick and Tannehill, uh, and you see him twice a year. Yeah, and all of a sudden Ryan Tannehill looks like Tom Brady. Yeah, don't wear 12. I, here, here's what I, I, you know, I've got no, nobody, you know, everyone feels like they've got an insight. And, you know, I know Jeff Darlington from uh, ESPN, you know, said, so look, uh, uh, there's no way he's going back, right? Or, or you know, yeah. he's, everyone's got, but, but, but no, no one really but knows. The, the two people that are going to make those decisions, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, are. Oh, I thought you were going to say Giselle. They're, well, she, believe me, she, yeah, she's in there too. She's in the, there's she's three in the mix, but, but as long as she, well, I, she, I'm sure she's like, Tom, you can go anywhere, but, but Buffalo, Buffalo. <laughs> Cleveland, <Cincinnati>. Cleveland, Cincinnati, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you Detroit. Wanna to, you want to go to, go to Detroit. You want to go to Chicago? I'm go, all in. Yeah. How about, you, how about you LA? You want to go to LA? I'm, I'm all, all in. in. Vegas. Yeah, we I'm can go. We in. can commute. Yeah. Here, is your, here are your five teams <laughs> that I'll allow you to go exactly. to. But the, but the point I'm making is, Tom Brady's not saying anything. Bill Belichick's not saying. Yet everyone has an opinion. Well, or, a ru- or well, that the, conversation ru- went really poorly. The rumor, between- the rumor is now. Yeah. Well, there's no rumor because neither one of these guys. Uh, you know, you've 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 seen Bill Belichick for a long time. He's not saying. He's a not word. saying a damn thing. And Tom Brady, he don't got no reason to say anything, so he's not saying anything. So everything's speculation. I just think that what happened here's what here's the scenario, and I've got no. No, inkling, you don't have no, the end. You're, not, you're no, not on nothing. the inside, Bo. But what seems to me, because you know, everyone kind of feels like Tom Brady uh, had a had, had a back backslid a little bit last year. Mm-hmm. I see it different. You know, I don't think he backslid. I don't think the supporting cast around well, the team him was the team. You, you lost offensively. Gronk. You lost defensively. You, they were really they, good no. They're for a de- while. the number one defense in the league. Yeah, they were really good. But you you lose Gronk. You you know you 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 got no wide receivers. To Edelman's speak hurt of. all Edelman, year. Edelman all year was just banged right. up. You can't you, count on anybody else getting you got open. Mohamed Sanu, you know, who dropping he, it, dropping the ball, and so and you know, it really his really his passing game was with the running backs, right? All the time. You know, it was you James know, that, White. It was James White. It was who was the other kid? Um, uh, Sony he caught Michelle, the majority who, 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 who of them. Notes? Yeah, he's Michelle was there. But yeah, so, but but. but his offense was he was Rex Burkhead. Yeah, it was brought. It was you know it wasn't used to having what he's had. Now to me, if I'm Bill Belichick, if I'm Robert Kraft, and I want Tom Brady back, say you know whatever anyone's going to pay you, we're going to pay you the same thing. Mm-hmm. If it's thirty three million, well, they've already said thirty, million, right? They've already the, given thirty. Whatever the number is, money's not going to be an object. Right. We're, we're going to make you whole for whatever you want. But what we're going to do is with free agency, and I think they've got about forty or fifty million dollars. We're going to go out and we're going to find a tight end and we're going to find you some weapons. Right. Our defense is pat. We're good there. You know, they're probably going to lose one they or may two guys via free agency Vanoy, or whatever. They may lose you know, a couple guys on there. But we're going to make this offense back whole again so you can be the Tom Brady. We know. And I think, if, I think in Tom Brady, whether he stays there with a uh, reconstructed offense, group of receivers and a tight end, and, and, and that defense stays – Pretty much, which I think I said, maybe two guys leave mm-hmm. or whatever. I think that's good enough. Now, the the other thing is, is you know, he starts looking around some of these other teams, and you find a team and go, man, they got a lot of yeah, AJ Brown, but he's pretty good to, in Tennessee. But he's got to fit into a new schedule. He's got to fit into a new city. Well, he's that's why. New, that's why I think Tennessee lot, is you know, so intriguing because Vrabel has that yeah. kind of. 
system down pat. He he knows what he liked from New yep. England. He knows what he didn't like from New England. Tom's at an age where, you know, I don't want to put up with that BS yeah, all the I don't time. Want some whole new- I, I don't want to have to go. Well, I don't want anything new, brand new, to, that right. I have to accept wholeheartedly right. but i don't want it maybe all the stuff that rubbed him the wrong way that he just went with the flow yeah. because it, it, things have been so good and it's been a proven winner yeah all the stuff that maybe belichick rubbed him the wrong way where he swallowed over the last maybe five yeah. or six years just to be winning you know yeah. just to win cha- have a chance to win championships maybe vrabel has kind of edged off some of that stuff yeah. because he kind of aided him too yeah you know i'm just speculating no, but I, I that it. would be that would be the intriguing thing for a veteran quarterback, a hall of future Hall of Fame quarterback that has six Super Bowls in his pocket to go, you know what, I kind of – I could ease into that for yeah. two or three years. Yeah. I can definitely do that. And you have a team that's yeah. ready to win. Yeah. And, and you got – A running game that's unbelievable. And, and on the flip side, you, you look and you've got the Chargers who are right in the middle of L.A., you know, and, and you know, a lot for, – for Tom Brady and, and, and his family – um, you know, there's a lot of opportunity out there. I yes. mean, look at what look what LeBron has done out there. You know, he's he's making movies. He's doing. You know, I'm not saying he's well, producing movies. Didn't uh, Tom movies. just go do a production agency? Yeah, yesterday? well, that's it. One ninety nine. Well, all these guys are yeah. now. I just saw where like I think it was Anthony Davis uh, produced a uh, a movie. They're they're all becoming movie moguls now. Man, you know, nice. Yeah, you're making that much money, you can I do know. whatever you, you know. It so, doesn't matter. But but so I I I think I just think that you know, in part of it, John, is I go back to. I go back to Danny, mm-hmm. you know, and, and when Danny was at that point where, you know, uh, Wanstead had come in, Jimmy had come in and kind of devalued Danny. Wanstead came in and devalued him more right. at that point. Um, and, and I remember having a conversation with Danny because he had an opportunity to go to Minnesota. I just had this conversation point. with him this weekend. And yeah. he also, he wanted to go to Tampa and, yeah. they, and Dungey didn't want him. Right. And, and that kind of was like, because they were set. That, that defense that was, was yeah. loaded. Yeah, it was. You know, somebody, if you had a quarterback on that team, you're yep. going to have a chance to win a Super Bowl. And, and so I remember, and you talk, I remember talking to him about Minnesota. And I said, well, Danny, you know, what, it, you know, at this point, really, for you, it's well, what do you want your legacy to be? What, what do you want to be remembered? Right. You want to be remembered like, you know, you talk about Brett Favre. Well, yeah, Brett Favre, then he went to Minnesota. And then and he the went Jets. to the Jets. And it just, it just, I don't know, it just sticks in your throat. I, you know it's what, just not, it, it, it's kind of like you want to – you feel nauseous when you see him in the other uniform right. because in your mind he's a Packer. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so. no doubt. Well, and you look at Joe Montana. Joe Montana going to uh, to, to Kansas City for a couple of years and played well at Kansas yeah, he City, did. but he's still a forty. He's still a forty. And, yeah. and I, I don't even. Can't, I can't even. When I think of Joe Montana, it's in the it's in the scarlet and gold. Right. It's not. It's not in in the in the Kansas City. It's a Candlestick Park. Yeah, it's a Candlestick it. Park. Right. It's that you know, and, and it's the same thing. So, I, I just think that. You know, for a place that has been so good to Tom Brady and Tom Brady's been so good to to them, I, I just for for my own I, for my own yeah, it doesn't matter to me, but I would rather see him end his career as a New England Patriot and only a New England Patriot. Yeah, I, I think that all the traditionalness of 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 any sport. Yeah. When you see guys kind of hit free agency and they're moving around, it never really never really suits you, you know, like yeah. You always have certain guys at certain places. You know, yeah. when I was a kid, I guess free agency wasn't that popular. So those guys were on those teams yeah. for so long that you just they never changed. Yeah. You know, the Raiders were the Raiders, the Steelers well, were the Steelers, yeah. the Dolphins were the Dolphins. All the you know, the Cowboys yeah. were the Cowboys. You could name those guys. It's the same as baseball. I mean, you could you could name the Reds were know, the Reds, the Dodgers you, were the Dodgers. Could, I mean, when I was a yeah. Giant fan, you could name that every year. You could write every name I mean, that, all night every year. You could name every yes. all the pitchers. You yeah. could name everybody because they're all going to be there same guys 
And and now you know, but times change and free agency changes. But you know, I really value those guys. That look, it's one thing if you're a quarterback and like Ryan Tannehill. You know, Ryan he was here for what five, six, seven years, whatever it was, right. and, and then he moves. Okay, that's fine. You know, but but a, but a a legacy guy, a, a Matt Ryan, a, even a Philip Rivers, and and a Marino, and, and, a, and a Tom Brady, and and you know all the guys that are playing now. It's it just. You know, Russell Wilson, I would expect him to be a Seattle. Do you remember <clears throat> Craig Morton as a Denver Bronco? I do. Well, right. I know, but I remember but, him as a Cowboy. Right, as a Cowboy. <clears throat> right. I, I remember him as a Bronco, but I'll always think of him as a as Cowboy. As a Cowboy, right. Yeah, so it's those kind of things. And, and, and I just, for me, for, for a guy that's meant that much to one part of the country and to one franchise um, – I don't. It doesn't do a disservice. It does, but it just. It just doesn't. It feels a little greasy to me. Yeah, you know? I agree. And with not you. Bob Greasy, but you know <laughs> what I mean. I agree with you, Bo. And free agency is upon us. And I think this has probably been the most exciting banter yeah. about free agency because of Tom Brady. Because there's so many quarterbacks that may change uniforms yeah. and landscape of the NFL may change. And then you've got, you know, on the defensive side, you've got a couple pass rushers that are out there yep. that the Miami Dolphins may be looking at. I don't know if they're going to be in to, to spending, you know, top dollar yep. for all those guys. At least that's what the message was internally that, you know, the Dolphins were going to be active in free agency, but it wasn't going but to be an Adamican Sioux yeah. type of move. They're not going to Neiman Marcus. Yes. You know, they're they're, yeah. they're going to be let's, in that, let's, middle, let's in that go, middle range. Yes, let's no, go. Numbers. Shop but let's not yeah, go crazy. Well, but let's 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 you know let's let's fix our needs. Yeah, let, let's 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 get as many players as we can to fill the holes we need. And that's where I was kind of heading to now is this this period that starts Monday through Tuesday. And the Dolphins have about right about a hundred million dollars, maybe plus, with depending on what they do with some of their free agents mm-hmm. that they may or may not re-sign. They may pick up another five or ten million dollars somewhere down the road on that thing. Um, but just thoughts on free agency without really going into specific individual guys that are out there because there's just so many of them. But if you're, if you're, if you're uh, Chris Greer and you're going into the free agency period, what do you want to come away with prior to the draft? Because they're going to go hand in hand. It's like, it's like pass rush and interceptions, right? You don't have no pass rush. You're not getting that many interceptions. Right. You know, if you – if you got you know if you if you got a pass rush but you got any, you don't have a good DB it's got to work in tandem and so it's got to work in tandem with Chris Greer and with Brian Flores in the players they get. That being said, through free agency, where would you like to see the Dolphins um, bolster the roster? The most. Well, I think offensive line. I would say yeah, first, I'm with you on uh, that. because you've got guys like uh, Brian Bulaga and you got Brandon Scherf out yeah. there from Washington. There's just guys that can fill in and you don't have to worry about that position yep. anymore. You know, you've, you've got a lot of guys in free agency on offense that you feel like we our need is offensive line. We have to be able to solidify and get guys in the right spot. Now, you can do that in, in the draft, right. and I think the Dolphins will take a tackle. Yeah. But I think they can also go out and shop for a guard in free agency that's going to help bolster this offensive line or a, a right tackle and you move yeah. Jesse back in you know, to, to right guard, more of a natural position yeah. for him. What, what, how, however the tape or however the – you know, the brain trust, the Miami Dolphins feels like, where can we use Jesse Davis the best? Is it, is it at tackle? Let's, let's keep him there throughout OTAs. Let's keep yeah. him there throughout training camp. But if they feel like they can kick him in and upgrade in free agency, let's do it. And then the next thing, I would look at defensive line, especially on the edge. You know, maybe it's not 
Ngakwe from right. Jacksonville that's a sign and trade deal if they end up tagging him in you know, the Jaguars yeah, but, yeah, but, do. You know, maybe it's Van Noy. But maybe, maybe it's Van, Van maybe Noy it's or a, someone like that. A guy that has multiple skill right. set that you can uh, move a, around. A stand-up guy that can right. rush the passer, can do it, you know, yeah. get, gets in, and gets maybe in the way Shaq, of the ball. You know, Shaq Lawson's out yes. there and maybe it'll reduce price coming from Buffalo. There's just so many guys that you can take a look at. And you've got Juden from Baltimore. You know, he's another yep. guy like a Van Noy that can move around. Bud Dupree from Pittsburgh, he's kind of out there. So there's a number of guys that you can kind of plug and play with this defense, and you hope that the Dolphins are able to, to fill in the, the offense and defensive lines in free agency yep. so they can go after a, a corner they think is going to be real special yep. or, a, or a slot receiver they may get in the second round or that running back they think they can get late in the first or early in the second that's going to do a lot for this football team. I just think that you can go after – those types of guys after you fill in yeah. in free agency up front because those are the guys that don't need training. You know, on the offensive yeah. and defensive lines, you can plug them in and you're not spending top dollar yeah. for those types yeah. of guys. They're, 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 you know, to me, I've, I've, after watching this year after year after year after year, there's certain things that that I see that I'd like to stay away from. And it's the, it's the offensive lineman that's in his ninth year and he's coming off of a, uh, you know, of an ankle surgery the year before. Um, it, it's the, it's the, the. It, well, you, well, the wear it's and the same scenario in every position, whatever right. position you go. That guy, you know, there, there's a, there's a sweet spot there. To me, the sweet spot is, you know, four to seven years. You know, not one of the high price guys. You know, you may not, have, you maybe been to a Pro Bowl one time, maybe you haven't been, but you've been a solid guy out there. That and but but you don't have a history of of injuries that have kept you out a lot. Right. Where you you know to me that's the that's the sweet spot at every position in free agency that I would like to see because they've got enough money to where you don't have to go cheap, you know, and and you don't you don't I don't think this team is going to go out and find any guy that's the top tier guy. And go after him. I'd like to see the Dolphins get one offensive lineman. I don't care if it's tackle or yep. guard. Get one guy that they believe in that could be a fixture on this line. Yep. And then go spend your money on defense. Go get a maybe another linebacker. Go get yep. a corner. Yep. Go get a safety. I don't, I don't care. An edge rusher. Go get somebody like that. And then use the draft. If you feel like the strength of the draft is on the offensive line, yep. then go spend it on a tackle at, the, at pick number 18 yep. and maybe number 25. Yep. And go out and get your offensive well, lineman there. I heard this the other day uh, listening to um, – Or 26. I can't remember Alec, where Alex Marvez on, on, uh, on XM Radio on the NFL Network, and he made a point. So if I, if I go – and so it made me think, so if I'm going to go out free agency and get an offensive tackle, mm -hmm. I'm going to get an offensive tackle that can play both right and left tackle. And there's a reason behind this. And, and I didn't even – didn't pop in my mind until I was listening to Alex. And Alex says, well – because they were, they were talking about quarterback. Mm -hmm. He goes, well, you know, if, uh, if the Dolphins draft Tua, he's a left-hander. Right. Now that left, that left tackle isn't your most important guy. Now your right tackle <clears> is. So, man, if you go on free agency and you get a, a swing tackle, mm -hmm. you get a guy that's played both sides equally as well. Okay, fine. And then if you get Tua, okay, now in the free agency, now in draft, our first draft pick is going to be a right tackle mm -hmm. to protect his blind side, right? Or a guy that From can, that side. yeah, or a guy that can, you know, is flexible enough to do, do both, do whatever. And um, because if if you do, you know, you're you're it's always been the left side, left tackle is the most important guy. You get a left-handed quarterback in here, all of a sudden. That right tackle becomes the more 
important guy. I think if you get if you get that guy with your draft choice, say at eighteen, yeah, and, and you get uh, say it's a left tackle, yeah, but knowing that during your due diligence and you've talked to him about have you ever played right tackle? Right, exactly. Can you, can you, are you, is this guy, do we have a consensus in our yeah. room that this guy's athletic enough, number one, that he can flip and do it? Yeah. You know, have we seen that on tape anywhere? You're going back to his college coach, his high school coach. Yeah. Hey, where is he, where did he start at? You know, what, was he a linebacker? Yeah. You know, is he that athletic that he can kind of move around and bounce around and play different positions where it's not going to be a shock to his system when all of a sudden he's played left tackle in college well, for three it, years it like, and he can move. Right. You know? Well, like when, when we got, when we had um, Juwan James, you know, you draft Juwan James, you know, he wasn't going to be a left tackle. You know, he was a right tackle, right tackle, right, right tackle. He wasn't going to be a, a left tackle. Now, <clears throat> flip, flip, go another couple years and you get Tunsil. I think Tunsil could play either side. I do too. I could have played either side, but, you know, he's neither here nor there, but he's gone. But, but I, I'm with you. I, I think that, yeah, I'd like to see it at least at least one, maybe two offensive linemen uh, come off the board on on free agency early in this one that that still have tread on the tires. Yeah, that you still feel confident that you're going to get five years. Yeah, if you get yeah. out of these guys and, and the money's well spent, and now you've taken one of those question marks off of your board right. for draft because you feel like you you've been able to go through and on that third rounder, you don't have to. Not waste it, but you don't have to spend it on an offensive lineman yep. that you feel like you've solidified you've that, got that in free agency. Let's go after a skill guy. Yeah. Let's go after another corner. Let's go after a slot receiver, true yep. slot receiver that has some wiggle to him. That because offensive line, wide receiver, running back, there's plenty yeah. in, in this draft. But you you look at the Dolphins and, and if you go through the roster, John, um, uh, and you say, well, what 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 position are we? And I don't want to say pat, pat, pat at, but what position is our le- what's our least prioritative position in, in going in, into free agency and the draft? If you look at this uh, at this Dolphin team uh, as a whole, well, I, I would ha- I would want to say wide receiver yeah. is pretty is pretty solid. Not that we couldn't use no, but, uh, but, but a, a wide receiver. But when you look at all the other positions, because I'm right on board with you, because it was right, it's right there at, you know, to me, it's that 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 spot is look, you got. You know, you you got you got Jakeem coming back. You got Preston Williams coming back. Devonte uh, Devonte's played Hearns. well for you. Hearns, uh, and he, I would even throw Gasecki in there yeah. with that group because he's he's, he's going to be split of, probably he's a little bit more, split little way there. Yeah. So so yeah, that's now the only thing comes up if, if you know you're sitting there and all of a sudden like C.D. Lamb or Judy something you know sitting there at, at right. wherever you're at and says oh you know there there's a little. And, and there's plenty of guys. There's plenty of guys at that position. When you take a look at what you, what you're looking for and where you're going to be, there's a lot of speed guys. Yep. There's a lot of natural X and, and Zs on the outside, but there's a lot of guys in the slot too that can that can help you yep. out. So I, I'm kind of with you. I thought I thought linebacker were, were kind of feeling mm-hmm. you know okay because you've got guys that that can move around. You're always in, pretty much in two linebacker yep. sets uh, for, for the majority of the season yep. in terms of percentage. But wide receiver, you, you never know. I, I would like to get a guy, Bo, and I don't know if we've talked about this at all, but you know, when you look around the league and the fly sweeps and the, and the guys yep. that you're throwing those now passes to that catch it and make you miss so, so quickly, 
There's guys like Antonio Gibson from Memphis. That was a running back, but he slashed kind of a an H back mm-hmm. that can catch it out of the backfield. And then you you've also got pure wide receivers like Rugs from Alabama. Just speed that, guys. That just there's pure speed guys that can do a little bit of everything. There's a couple of guys in this draft that are like that. And I think Gibson is one of them. I, I think Ruggs is another guy. You feel like you've got Jakeem to fill that mm-hmm. role but you never have enough of, the, of speed on offense. Yeah. And depending on what type of offense we're going to be in, is it going to be a lot of uh, maybe tight ends separated from yeah. the line of scrimmage, or is it going to be more of those skill guys that are separated from the line of scrimmage? You might want to take yeah. a look at you know third yeah. round on, on a I, I agree like that. with you. I, I agree with your speed, with speed receiver. Because the game, you, know, you look at the team, you know, you, you know, Kansas City with Tariq Hill. Uh, you know, we, we, used to, we did it two years ago. We did it with um, – you know, with Jakeem and with Albert Wilson, right? You know, just you, you know, just run that motion of the jet sweep. It forces people to respect them, and and maybe you go the other way, but they've got to react to him. And, and, and there's value, and, and everybody's doing it now. So so having that speed guy that not only can be, I go, but you know, it seemed to me it started when 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 Reggie Bush came into the league. You know, they're trying to figure out what to do with Reggie Bush, and it seemed like I'd watch it nine times out of ten, he was more of a decoy. Than actual guy getting the ball, and, it, and, it, and it's kind of grown over the years into that kind of speed guy that you gotta get him in mismatches, but you gotta get him, you know, you gotta, well, and it goes you gotta to respect your, what he does, right? You gotta respect that position, and it goes to your point. If Albert's not going to be back, if, right. he, if he's not going to be able to, you know, massage whatever the number it is to yeah. get down to the Dolphins feel comfortable, then if you have, if you really think if this if this offensive staff really thinks that Jakeem is an X or a Z is yeah. one of is an outside guy, not a slot like yeah. the previous coaching staff that we had. And, and I think he excelled on the outside to be quite honest with you. Then you have to find that Twitch guy yeah. that you can motion and move around. And, and I think they're out there in this draft. Well, look at, just look at what two seasons ago before Jakeem and Albert got hurt and, you, and, and the plays that they made just pitching, impact, catch. just pitching, just those little handoffs, hand and, off, little pitch handoffs and all those things. Yeah. They, you know, there's, you saw what their speed did to, to, to that, to that offense, yeah, and, you know, and, and then once they got hurt, boom, they just, you, the, the air went out of the, you know, out of the tire. No one else could point. pick up the slack no. of those explosive so, plays. So it's important to have one of those guys. And, 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 and I, and I mention it because I don't know what Albert's situation, right. you know, he came on towards the end of the year and look more like the Albert Wilson that we saw before he got hurt, but it took him probably three quarters of the season to get right to get there yeah. to where he was at point. Now he's got. Now you're looking at him as a guy that only played a certain amount of games. Here's his cap number. You know, can we, like you said, can we get him to restructure that a little bit? If not, I don't know that this team can afford him. And if you can't afford him, then that becomes another because I think that position, that speed guy. Uh, you know, he saw the 49. Yeah, everybody's, everybody's got one. Everybody's Debo got one. Debo Samuels, uh, I mean, the, he took the, a page out of his You know the teams book. that don't have them? The guys that weren't in the playoffs that were sitting <laughs> yeah. home watching those exactly. guys. Going, Geez, I wish we had a guy like that. Right, a guy that could do a little bit. Of, you know, T.J. Hamler from Penn State. Yeah. You know, that Antonio Gibson from Memphis. There's a, there's a bunch of guys out there. I, I think K.J. Hill from Ohio State. There's a bunch of guys out there that are have, have a lot of speed. Uh, Ayek, uh, I, there's a guy named uh, Ayek from uh, Arizona State. There's a bunch of guys out there that can really 
catch the football from the slot position, yeah. but handing it to them and being able to get them in space and just allowing them to make the first guy miss does a lot for your offense. Yeah. You know, you talked about – we've talked about the, the, the offensive players, and you also touched on linebackers a little bit. And, mm-hmm. You know, it's funny because, you know, you used to have a number – three or four – whether it was you're playing three linebackers or four linebackers, and now the majority of the time – you know, you're playing, you're playing two guys out there, and then you got the other guys playing special teams. And you know, one of the guys that really came in and excelled, and I remember watching him in the the Dolphins' last preseason game in New Orleans, and when all the backups were playing, I'm watching this kid. I think he was around 59 or 57 or whatever with New Orleans. I'm going, man, who is that kid? He's a freaking ball of energy, and it was Vince Beagle right. who ends up being being with us and and played well for the Dolphins and and really was a very good addition to this football team. And then I bring him up for, for a couple of reasons because, you know, he's that guy who can play special teams. He can play multiple positions. He can rush the passer. Gives you everything he, he has, gives you, too. And, and he's going to give you and – and like I said, he's a ball of energy uh, out on the football field. And you had a chance to catch up with him and, uh, and talk to him about his offseason, what he thought of, uh, uh, of Coach Flo and, and a lot of different things. So let's hear what, uh, let's hear what Vince had to say. Now pleased to be joined by Vince Beagle, Dolphins linebacker, uh, first-year linebacker, fourth year in the National Football League, and it's been a pleasure to get to know you, number one, Vince. And how, How's the offseason going? We got to talk to you a lot during the season when you're kind of in that grind mode, and, and now you're uh, a little bit relaxed, I guess, in the offseason. How, how's your offseason going so far? Well, I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, the, off-season, the offseason has been great so far. Uh, when I was able to go back home to my hometown, Wisconsin, and uh, visit family and friends back there, I was able to visit my family back in my hometown, Wisconsin Rapids, uh, for, for for a week, and I was able to spend some time in uh, my wife's hometown in Milwaukee there for a week. So it was really nice to be able to spend time with family and friends, especially you know being across the country. You're not able to really do that much, and you know it's tough for family to really get down to games. So it's always nice to see family and friends, and and kind of just get away from the hustle and bustle of the season and some football and just, you know, let your mind just decompress and, you know, kind of just evaluate yourself and what you did, what you did well, what you can improve on. And, and those, you know, that's kind of really helped, helped, helped kind of push me to, I actually took those two weeks off. I was able to kind of do some rehab on my elbow, had a little injury towards the end of the season. Then I was able to get, um, get rehabbed up well and, and that's feeling great. So pretty much after the second week, um, in January, I started my training up and was able to do uh, the business combine for the Miami Dolphins and um, really been locked in my training since. So it's been, it's been a great offseason so far. I'm training down here in Miami um, over at a training facility, right close by the facility. So, you know, it's, it's important for me to be able, my wife and I, to be able to, you know, be a part of the community, not just be a part of an organization, but be a part of the community as well. So that's why. We wanted to stay down here and, and train here in the offseason. You know, you mentioned being a part uh, or the fabric of the community and being part of the organization with the Miami Dolphins who do so much in the community. You mentioned about the business combine. I know you also participated in the DCC uh, in its 10th season, uh, your first experience there. Talk a little bit about the business combine and what you got out of that and, and what surprised you maybe about that and then how much you enjoyed participating in the DCC for the first time. Yeah, you know, it's really impressive how much the Miami Dolphins are truly a part of the community. You know, I think every organization is a part of the community, but I think what makes the Miami Dolphins a special organization is the amount of involvement they are in the community. I mean, it's 
it's I'm getting a text almost every single week with, with opportunities <laughs> to, to volunteer or, you know, events going on in the community. And that's just, I think it just speaks to the people that are in the organization. And in regards to the comp, you know, the business combine, I think it was just an unbelievable experience, a learning experience, not as a football player, but as, as a, as a businessman and as a person off the field. And in the total NFL, there was a business combine for the NFL. It was held up in Michigan. There was 19 total NFL players from the whole entire league, all 31 other teams, only 19 went to the business combine in Michigan. There was 40 players on the Miami Dolphins alone at the business combine in Fort Lauderdale. That's amazing. That we, that we held. And that just speaks to the guys that we have on team. It speaks to the guys who, um, who want to learn, who want to better themselves, not just on the field, but want to better themselves off the field. And also a huge person that, that made that all happen is Caleb, who does an unbelievable job of providing guys with opportunities off the field to better themselves and their future families moving forward. So that was a great experience. To you know, I'm, I'm interested in real estate, so learning about real estate, entrepreneurship, small business. Guys were, you know, I know Taco was into, in, the, in the fashion. Right. Um, you know, there was there was different there was different um, different sections that people were able to do called call deep dives that they were able to go to the community and talk with those people um, and and better understand you know their you know their their interests outside the field. Who was the? What group ended up winning that uh, that challenge? Almost like that Shark Tank challenge. Was it a nutrition drink or something <laughs> like that? You know what? It was uh, it's called a fin tank, similar to what the Shark Tank uh, you watch on TV. Uh, we we presented. We only had about ten hours, ten twelve hours, if you will, to come up with a product, design design logos, design a, a website for it, design uh, kind of a, a business rollout layout. Um, competition really from head to toe we had to come up with a business uh, 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 platform for it and had to do that in 12 hours so presented in front of five ceos and, and a live audience of over 300 people at the um Miami Doll, at the hard rock uh stadium right so it was an unbelievable experience and um Unfortunately, my team didn't win, even though I thought we should have won. Uh, <laughs> the, the winning team was ended up being uh, the captain was Trevor Davis, um, and their product was Hydro Chew, which was a gum essentially that hydrated you as you chewed. Now, what the judges didn't understand that already has a patent on it that's not that that doesn't belong to them. So right. I'm not I'm not getting the logistics there, but. They should have been forfeited, regardless. But it was it was a great product. <laughs> Trevor Davis's team. What did you guys come up with, team. Vince? You know, our product was it was basically called um, Navigate. We called it um, kind of like a mommy's to go, if you will, and really tailored to young professionals and a professional athlete. You know, speaking from my experience, you know, I, I was on Green Bay, New Orleans, and then Miami, and through that process. I was like, man, wouldn't that be awesome just to have a mom that kind of help you? Like, how awesome would it be to have a mom away from home who, you know, understands the community, great hospitals, um, you know, parks to go to and so forth. Especially for me, I'm, I'm a family man. I got a wife and, and a daughter now. So how awesome would that have been for me to have a mom to come in and help cook, help clean, um, give give you uh, uh, recommendations on restaurants and so forth in the community and, and, and do child care. So that was an all-in-one package that we were able to provide and, and set 
professional athletes up and young professionals uh, with that type of uh, service. And we would also be tailoring it to the SM, you know, kind of, uh, you know, top companies in the country as well, make that a part of their benefits program so that they can implement it for new, you know, new, new employees right. to help retain them as well. Sounds so like a great concept. Was, it was our, it was our concept, and I it was really interesting too because how many new players are on the Miami Dolphins? A lot, and especially in the NFL, not a lot. And how many new players are you know get traded or released in the NFL? A lot. So how great would a service be like this be for those you know athletes or young professionals that are, are moving or moving into a new city or a state? Hey, you sold me. Or, I'm signing up. hey even though caleb uh, thornhill does such a great job in putting those together we'll give him his props even though he's from michigan state and you're from wisconsin right that's right yeah that's right he's you know we kind of had the last laugh on that though i know michigan state pretty good i figured i'd i figured i'd bring that one up give you a layup there vince Hey, also in, in the in the DCC, I, I know you took part. I wasn't sure if you rode uh, or or walked or or ran, but I know you took part in that. And and that's something really. I mean, you want to beat your chest as an organization. The Miami Dolphins do such a great job, and and not only getting the community involved, but getting everyone in the organization ha- touches it in some way. And 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 you raise so much money for for cancer and, and Sylvester. And I mean, it just, everybody in Miami uh, t- can take in, in really the three counties take part in this. Yeah. The dolphins, uh, cancer challenge is really special and it really, it was an unbelievable experience for my wife and I to be a part of it the first time. Um, because, you know, I think like many others, you know, cancer has affected our family and right. um, we've had loved ones very close to us who've passed away from cancer. So, it was very important for my wife and I to be able to be a part of this, and and it was a it was an all family event. Uh, I had as my wife and I, we had our ten month old daughter, and we even brought our dog Lambo along. So it was it was a full it was a full crew there. We That's had, awesome at the, at the DCC. But it was so special, man. I mean, it was an unbelievable turnout. It was a beautiful day. You know, the Dolphins put on such a professional and, and well done um, event, and it, it just really first class through and through. So we were. Really felt really felt awesome to be a part of that, and just seeing all the people out there, firefighters. You know, you see see different types of families um, who are wearing different types of uh, uh, shirts, and and really being a part of that event was really fun and especially a part of. Yeah, it really brings everybody as one, and you're all striving to raise money for such a worthy cause. And and I think you know for for ten years at it, the Dolphins and the DCC. Uh, just keep getting better and better with with each year, and and that goes to to you really as, as a football player, getting better and better each year. Uh, your progression from uh, being drafted in the fourth round, you know, 108th overall by Green Bay, and you fast forward, you go through New Orleans, you're here in Miami, you make an impact in year one. How are you preparing number one to to attack year two and your expectation level? Uh, with coach Flores and, and kind of knowing where, where his expectations are, not only for you, you as an individual, but for the team. Well, I think how you improve every single year is, is getting back to the basics. I think some guys want to, you know, they want to start doing crazy stuff or they start, they stop cutting back on what got you there. I'm a big proponent of, of getting back to the basics. And that's kind of like what we did at the university of Wisconsin. It's, it's getting back to the basics. And the basic is you train hard, you eat right. And you, and you just keep your nose down and you work. 
And that's kind of what I've done this off season, just put my nose down, been training my butt off, uh, get back to the bases, get my mind, get my body right for OTAs so that when I come back to OTAs, I'm looking right, I'm feeling right. And, and you talk about playbook and stuff like that, all that, I, I mean, I'm familiar with the playbook, but I don't, I don't like to touch the playbook in the off season. I, I'm all about getting my body right and yeah. getting my mind sharp so that when I hit OTAs, you have plenty of time, plenty of time to, to, you know, do, do technique. You have plenty of time to learn the playbook. You know, it's, it's really a slow down version of training camp. So I'm really excited about that as well to be able to go through OTAs and really digest slowly the playbook and not just learn my position and kind of the front seven, but understand the full defense as a whole, all 11 players on the defense, you know, how is that all fitting in and, and different types of things that I can do to maybe jump around or, or different types of read keys that I can maybe cheat on that I maybe wasn't able to do last year because I wasn't familiar, you know, being a guy who just came in week one. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited um, about, you know, continuing to work hard this, this, uh, this off season, getting my body right. Want to come in? Want to come in the OTAs around 250, 252, and around that range, and just really, you know, being being fast, being mobile, and be able to be versatile for for whatever the Dolphins need before. I'm I'm sure it's a good feeling in this off season being healthy. Number one, because you played a lot of snaps last year for the Miami Dolphins, and you moved around a lot in that defense. And I know you had a couple of really big plays, couple that stand out to me. I know you had your first career sack against Tom Brady. That's always something that, that could come up in conversation that's pretty cool to have. Yep. And then that that big interception uh, against the Giants, uh, one of those against Eli Manning, who is you know probably uh, yep. going to be in the Hall of Fame a, as well a, as Tom for certain. But two big plays in your career happening last year. Maybe talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, it really speaks to – it really speaks to the hard work, but also speaks to the the type of um, you know, coaches putting me in the right position and really giving me an opportunity this year. You know, I think it really, I really have a ton of respect for you know PG, our, our defensive coordinator last year, and I really have a ton of respect for Flo and for them to you know take a chance on me and and really give me a shot as, as a starting linebacker this year was it's something I really dreamed about since I was a kid, and to really to be able to to live that out and, and play it this year play this year at a high level I mean it just really speaks to the the, the hard work and you know anybody you know listening it it didn't my first two years in the league wasn't the way I was really you know really what I wanted I got went to Green Bay got hurt got cut got picked up by New Orleans just played special teams I only had a few defensive few defensive snaps and then I and then I get traded to Miami and really provided an opportunity with me to provide an opportunity for me to really flourish and I'm extremely thankful for the organization for that and you know, for me like it's really proving these guys right now it's it's, it's me going in and, and doing all the things right it's being a part of the community it's 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 understanding the playbook and now for me to be in the second year to be a leader on the defense now and that's what I plan on doing well you know you are one of those players that kept getting better and better the more playing time you got last year and I'm I'm so excited to see you in 2020 especially with the cast of characters that the Miami Dolphins are probably going to be able to assemble via free agency and then with the draft choices I think this is a team that um you know when you look around and and see how this team played uh n- not maybe the results you wanted but 
the way you played each and every game can lead to a lot of results that are victories. And I, I think that's what's on the horizon for the Miami Dolphins. Last question for you, Vince. How, ex- how, how do you temper back your, your excitement to kind of jump back in? You, you have a schedule maybe to adhere to, so you peak at the right time. You know, with OTAs on the horizon, you, you got, you know, mini camp, and then you're off for probably for another five weeks. Uh, how, do you, how do you set your schedule moving forward so that, you're ready when you need to be. Yeah, you know, that's a great question. I think everybody in the league has their own take at what makes it work for them and what's, you know, their their kind of secret recipe. If, you know, for me, to let you guys know, like, I – each and, and, and also, too, every offseason is a little different. You know, last offseason I had a daughter, so I kind of had to work that around a little bit differently. You know, right. The year before that I was, I was coming off an of injury, so I had to work around that a little bit. Every off season is a little bit different, and for me, this off season, it was getting back early, rehabbing that elbow so I can train hard. But then it was also important. My wife and I went and spent the week, uh, the last week, and you know, the second to last week in February, did a, did a trip in Costa Rica to really kind of decompress too. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's coming into shape, great shape in OTAs. You're gonna you're gonna go through phase one, which is pretty much working out again. You know, you're going to go through phase two and three, you're practicing. And then after OTAs, I usually like to take about a week off. And then I usually start training up hard again and all the way up to the training camp. Because you only have about six weeks off um, after OTAs to training camp. So, um, you know, that's that's kind of what my schedule is. And, I, and when I go back home, I usually go back home for the summer. So I take a week off. And I, I actually hop in with the boys at the University of Wisconsin. There you go. Um, put on my Badger gear again. <laughs> I hop right back in those. I, I hop right back in the hurdle lines. It's like it's like I'm back in college again. But again, it's getting back to the basics. It's not it's not a you know secret thing that you need to do. You don't have to be fancy about it. It's, it really is about blood, sweat, and tears, and getting back to the basics and working your butt off to get your mind, body right for the start of the season. I, I think that's cool uh, going back, uh, you know, to Wisconsin, going back where you played. And I'm sure Paul Chris uh, welcomes that because you get to rub off on some of his guys, some of his young players that aspire to be where you are in the National Football League. Vince, uh, can't thank you enough for taking the time out. I hope you continue to enjoy your off season, And uh, we can't wait to, to see 47 back in the fold here for OTAs. <laughs> I appreciate you guys like always. And uh, thanks again for having me on. You got it, Vince. Thanks. You know, Vince, uh, in, interesting guy, and we, we had him on the show. Uh, we had him on the show during the season. Comes from Wisconsin, and, and the unique thing about about Vince is uh, his family. They're they're uh, cranberry farmers. That's right. That's his right. His whole family's cranberry. Evidently, their whole family, uncles, grandparents, whatever, all have their own cranberry farms. But they're all together. But they all sell their own cran. You know, it's a, it's a. You know, he he talks about going back to to Wisconsin just to get away. You know, yeah. and 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 the and the culture shock it must be for an off season in Wisconsin, yeah. right, right yeah. outside of Madison, compared to South Florida, right, exactly. where he's back and, and training and getting ready for you know OTAs and getting ready to you know be counted on, I yeah. guess, moving forward on this defense. And and like you said, he's such a good guy, number one. 
but he, he gives the Dolphins that versatility yeah. that they're looking for. You can play him in a number of different positions, and he, he rushed the passer. Well, you know, he was in coverage. Well, there, there he was, was a good one, against the run. There was a one game last year. I, it was new, I forget who it was, but he, was, he played defensive nose tackle. He played nose tackle. Yeah, right. He played defensive tackle. He played defensive end. He played linebacker. Right. All in one game. So, yeah, he, he can definitely More do you it can all. do on this football More team. That's it. Is, no doubt about it. Hey, hey, John, the other thing before we, we wrap this, this, uh, this audible up is um, – and, and I know it's kind of probably annoying for fans, and uh, but the collective bargaining agreement um, is it's upon us. Uh, the voting is they they've moved the voting. I believe now, which will will our podcast will still be going uh, is Saturday, which which what's that March tenth, fourteenth, fourteenth or whatever it is. Yeah. So by four o'clock on the fourteenth, if that's the Saturday. Um, all votes have to be in and the collective bar. And all they need is a, a simple majority. majority, 51% of the voters. And uh, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, it, it, to me, when I, when with, and I've, I've looked at it and played state, uh, kept pretty close to it because it affects me and guys in my era that played with, because our, our, our pension gets uh, a little up a boost little bit. And, and a little bit help, a little bit more <laughs> support from a standpoint of, you know, post-career medical, all those types of things. They're bone, they're, there are positives in there for retired players. So, you know, from a personal standpoint, from a selfish standpoint, I'd like to see this thing get done because it sounds like what they're doing for the retired players, even before before I played, uh, is going to be good for for those players and, and more support from a physical standpoint with whatever um, you know whatever injuries you're dealing with and 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 the cost that, but. You know, I don't know which way this thing's going to go. You know, you've got, you know, got you've got some very prominent sc- players, prominent players. You know, J.J. Watt, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Okung, Russell Wilson, uh, Russell Wilson, Mike Pouncey. You know, you got a lot of those guys who are, are are coming out against the collective bargaining agreement. Ryan Fitzpatrick, who you know made a pretty good case for, well, this is good for the rank and file. <clears throat> right. You know, and, and you wonder with some of these guys. You know, hey, look, if you're, you know, the, the guys we mentioned are all in the upper echelon. Oh, they're the one percenters of the National Football League. You know, they're getting theirs. They're getting their money. Uh, and, and so when I first heard of some of those guys kind of, you know, saying, no, this isn't good for the players, I wondered why. why? You're making plenty of money. You're, you're, you're not going to need any money for it. You know, and 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 their their insurance is so, you know, all these other ancillary things are so much better for them. Than, look, it's it's. I don't I don't want to be the old guy, but it's a progression. The guys that came before set me set the table. The guys that came that first started the league had it really bad. Right. The next group had a little, a better. little, little better and a little better and a little better. And so it's it's for every every era of player. For that every played, ten to fifteen it's years, better yes. than it was the ten years before. Yes. So I was very pleased with how my career went. Now you're going through more generations, more generations, more generations. But, man, it's just there's so much given to them now. No, let me put another. There's so much that they've earned now that it's hard for me to understand risking a season without football and risking a season for these guys without a paycheck to stand up. Now, having said that, I started looking into it a little more, like Aaron Rodgers. And when – you know Aaron Rodgers, his beef is not 
money. the amount of money, right? And because of the the minimum salary is going to up over a million dollars, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I just saw a punter sign for four million dollars. Or, or Matt Hawk, I think he's got a two million dollar on the yeah, table. That's right. You know, so so the money is money's there for everybody. But Aaron Rodgers said, "Well, you know what? I'd like to see us spend less time in the in the in in the facility." And I think now in the agreements, you can't spend more than twelve hours at the facility. I'd like to see our practices, practice time shortened. I'd like to see pr- training camps made easier and less and, hitting, and less hitting, and less time during the off season where we've got to be at the facility. And I can understand at least at least it makes me feel better that he's not trying to glom as much money as he can. I just don't but know how you can lessen I, those things. I, I just think you, you, you're. It's already at a point where it, they don't look, wear the first, pads a you lot look at anyway. The first month of the season, and, 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 and it's horrible. Tackling is bad. Now, as the season progresses, it gets, it gets better, better because now you're playing games. But and and and, and I, you know, we've been here for training. They, they're the 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 amount of time you see them in pads is very very limited. You have to take it. It's like you double take. You are they yeah. really? Are they shells or are they yeah. in pads? And, and because so, the practice doesn't change much. No, it doesn't. But, you know, to lessen it, I think lessens the product. I think it's going to affect – I think it's already affected the product on the field. Um, and I think if you if you minimize the practice more, I, I just don't – I don't know. I'm with you. I don't know how you can make practices easier, make training camp easier, make the offseason easier – and still expect the product on the field one, to demand right. the fans' dollars at the level that they're used to watching watching the game being played. I think the the biggest thing, Bo, is is game number seventeen. I, yeah. I'm not so sure that the players want to do that. Now they're going to open up to two more teams in, yeah. in the in the playoffs. They're going to reduce a a preseason game, and this might happen in 2021. More players on the practice squad. More players more on the players roster. On the roster. I, more, just, more movement back and, back forth, and forth from the practice right, squad. Where you back. don't lose that, that cash. <clears throat> right. I just think that there's a lot more positives yeah. in, in this deal and for, for the masses. Um, and like you said, players like Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers and J.J. Watt, they don't – three generations of, of their families are taken right. care of right now. Right. Whether they play another down in the National Football League yeah. or not. So I, I just don't know. I think for the masses, I, I think this is going to go that way. I would hope it would go that way. Selfishly, as a fan of the NFL, because I don't want to, I don't want to lose, yeah. you know, o- over over the you know practice time or or how many times you're going to practice yeah. in pads or how how the hitting's going or one more game. Yeah, uh, I just think they're you know you take away a preseason game, which everybody has been wanting to do for a long time. Yeah. Maybe it was two, yeah. you know, that they wanted to take away because they want to see more games that matter. And you're hoping that you're hoping that the masses of the league, and I think that's where this is targeted to, are going to benefit those players. It's going to benefit the older players, as you said, the retired players, because you're going to get more credit for per year of service and I think that's going to make those guys really solidified yep. in what they what they're doing going forward and like I said I just think that if you're going to expand the roster and you can expand the practice squad you're going to expand more players more jobs, at a higher jobs, yeah. at a higher level of income I just think that it's a those thing, are the yeah. those are the main factors and, and they're addressing medical issues they're addressing safety they're addressing all those things and you know I I just you know, I just think for the betterment of the league that uh, you know they, they, quite frankly, you know they they should they should take a every team 
should have like like if you're the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, come on. Let, let's 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 just put let's go let's go back to Jimmy Johnson when he was here. Let's watch practice. Let's get a practice <laughs> film and watch practice. Let's watch a training camp practice. Let's watch two training camp. Oh, practice. this is what it, this is what it was. Right. And I'm not. But saying, these are the guys that paved the way this to what, have it to where but, but, it is but now. This is what it was. You know. And I would even say, let's take the amount of injuries during that era and give you a number. All right, now let's fast forward. Let's watch our practices last year. Let's watch our training practices last year. Now let's look at the – because I think the injuries now are vastly more than there were uh, back, back in, then. The, the further you – because, I, I, you know, it may sound stupid, but the more you hit and practice, the more, the more you were ready, the more you could sustain it in games. I just think these guys at times get out there in games, and I've talked to coaches and trainers about this and doctors about it. They said, yeah, they're, they're, they're out there, and they're going full speed, but they haven't gone full speed since yeah, last Sunday. No, they've, they've gone full speed the first time one, in one. game week in, one. In week one, that's it. Right. And, and, and really, you're only going to go full speed 16 times during the course of the year. And so, you know, you, you, I think the, the harder you practice, you build up a tolerance for that. Whereas now it's 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 you know, tougher it's, to ramp up. It's tougher to turn that switch on and yeah. off because the speed and the strength and the way the game is played is much quicker yeah. at at a, at a higher tempo, and, and the bodies are tweaked to a point where one slight little and you're out. Uh, you're out of sync and and that and you're gone. Yeah, and and that's why you see so many ACLs and all that stuff because uh, the body's not trained to to go at, yeah. at that rate unless you're kind of getting a little bit more reps at it well it's like it's like anything else you know you, you can't you can't run a marathon without starting to run 100 yards yeah you can't train for a marathon you know you, you don't train to go out and run, okay i'm gonna run 26.3 no no you maybe you go run a couple miles maybe you, you and if you, you do you can't do anything for a week and you get but you get you know you get more right adapted to it and i think it's the same in the <clears throat> national football league when it comes to to hitting now, I don't want them to go back to no. three and a day. And they're trying and, to scale that and, the way they do the OTAs. They're trying to give you a little bit, yeah. a little bit more, a little bit more. But when training camp comes, you know, all these coaches and all the coaching staffs, they're looking around going, "We're not ready." Yeah, you know, we got to we got to do something yeah. to the practice to to get us a little ready. And then all of a sudden, you go to preseason game one, you miss twelve open yeah, field like, tackles, and now we're tackling dummies, yeah. you know, more. And, and you're trying to trying to simulate that type of thing yeah, for week two of preseason, yeah. but it gets a little bit better, but not much. But it carries over, like you said, week three, week four, the games start, start getting, getting a little yeah. better. You know, I the, the first month you get run by tackles, where guys not gathering themselves, they're just running by and around, trying to reach back. You know, instead of and then, but then you start watching week six, week seven, and guys are gathering themselves, are getting square. They're they're able to, to to make plays, but that you know, a month of the season is is over with. You kind of watch well, you that. have so many guys that are practice. Hey, I got them. I got two hands on. Yeah, them, but you yeah, don't but really no, you have don't. them. No, yeah, because you didn't do it right. You and you got to step in front of them. You right. got you you got you know. It's like it's like seeing. A, I remember playing against Earl Campbell. You know, you you see the freight train coming. You're either going to step in front of it. Or yours is gonna give it the ole, you know, yeah. and and you knew you knew one of them was gonna one of them was gonna hurt, right? <laughs> and the other one was gonna hurt the next day. And the other one's gonna hurt the next day. <laughs> it films so right. one way or another. You're gonna you're get, gonna get a yeah. foot up your ass. You might as well take it take on that it moment, you know, and, yeah. and, and get it get done the there. pat on the back yeah. at least. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So anyway, so by the time by next time we come on the air, John, we'll know uh, the CBA will be rectified. It'll either be approved or it'll be back in the uh you know back in the hopper again and if it's back in the hopper again 
Boy, believe that the believe that the NFL owners are going to push and push and push. They're going to take stuff off the table, and they're going to miss time. And, and there's going to be a work stoppage at some point if these guys don't sign this 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 agreement. Well, because I, ho- I hope it goes well for the players and the owners. You know, the fans are the ones that ultimately yep. you're kind of you know you get hurt because you're you're so anticipating the NFL yep. season and 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 really labor peace yep. you know for the next 10 years yeah. so you're hoping Look, if I, if that I'm, it gets if done if, if i'm if i'm the xfl i'm rooting for this thing to go oh, down to go down because go down. i've got jobs because they know you got jobs and, and, and you've got you, you and may you have, get name recognition and, now and you you know if, if, if the leagues if they're not playing it, you you got the dance floor to yourself that's right you know it opens the door it's, yeah, it's a no natural so there's fit. A, a, it's a, there's a lot of things you know it's funny it's, it's, there's a lot of tentacles that, that come out of this 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 CBA and, and it'll be like I said by the time we get on the air next year next week um, it'll all be it'll be one way or another and, and we'll know all about that's it. Right. That's right. That's going to do it for the Audible today for John Kinjemi. I'm Kim Bocamper. Always a pleasure being with you. Stay safe and we'll talk to you next week. The Audible is presented by Verizon, the network more people.